This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 242 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flipped resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, as we normally do, we have four trends that we will share along with recommended readings that goes with each of the trends that we share. Uh, At the end of the episode, we peer into the crystal ball and make predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. So Abby, start us out by talking about our four trends. Thank you, Tim. Actually, uh, before we get started with the trends, we just want to give a shout out. Shout, yeah, we do. To um, Patrick Coates, Tim Burnett, and Adam Taylor uh, of the E-Assessment Association. We were uh, delighted and really honored and grateful to uh, serve as uh, one of their pre- presentations uh, at their Beyond Multiple Choice conference earlier this week. And so uh, we just wanted to say thank you again for having us and for the wonderful conversation that ensued. We had a great time. Yeah. And now, having said that, four trends from the past two weeks. Uh, these are things that, again, these are things that caught our eye, articles that caught our eye and we flipped into our Flipboard magazine. Number one, massively number one, and this was the vast majority of articles, had something to do with artificial intelligence, with AI. And so that is really the big, the big item, the big trend. We did identify three other trends, very minor by comparison. And so what we have done is this week, all of our recommendations are related to AI, even though they are also related to the other three trends in trending two, three, and four. So number one, artificial intelligence. We saw articles about generative AI's energy problem a concern about how much energy AI computation actually takes up. We saw Google Docs' new AI writing tool, Google's Chromebook Plus generative generative AI features. We saw Microsoft's AI teaching assistant uh, sort of uh, reviewed. The free chat app that brings AI to a Mac with no internet required. This is interesting. It creates kind of a your own walled garden to experiment with Uh, ChatGPT without actually putting anything up on the internet. A boarding school has named an AI bot its principal head teacher. Um, Congratulations to that (laughs) AI bot. (laughs) Uh, A report that 35% of college students are using AI tools to help them with their studies. Uh, Another uh, description of how U.S. states are providing guidance to schools on how to approach AI. Notably, only California and Oregon have issued policy guidance so far. A research report indicating AI detectors discriminate against non-native speakers, uh, which is an interesting issue and something to look out for and delve into more deeply. There is also an introduction to extractive AI. We are all um, focused right now on gener- generative AI. Extractive AI is sort of um, 
slightly the opposite of it, as opposed to taking a whole bunch of information and generating something new. Ex the idea here is that it's taking a whole bunch of information and extracting the information to uh, allow you to reference all the key points within this. Now, I'm speaking very vaguely because I really still don't fully understand extractive AI. This is the first article that I had seen on the subject. It's worth learning more about, I suspect. 100%. Yep. Yeah. However, our recommended read in this area is Biden releases AI executive order directing agencies to develop safety guidelines by Amelia David for The Verge. And once again, as always, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of the author's names. The Biden here is President Biden of the United States, and the executive order builds on non-binding agreements the White House made with AI companies earlier. It's a very good read because it also outlines a lot of the um, issues that are of greatest concern to, to non-technical people especially. So number two, software, the number two trend. And this was a trend we saw last week as well in the number two slot. Again, many fewer articles, but there were a number of articles, including the best sites for educator professional development, Windows 11 updates, a description of ScreenPal, which is formerly Screen-O-Matic, which is a software for capturing screen videos, a new 3D flyover simulation of ancient Rome, our recommended read here, though, as we had promised, is AI-related. Canva launches AI tools for education by Carl Franzen for VentureBeat. Canva announced last week its Classroom Magic section, a version of its Magic Studio, which is designed specifically for teachers and students and applies gen generative AI to the sort of the Canva environment. So, Tim, as you and I were discussing before, you were describing to me how it's it's pretty cool. It's, so if you right. if you, uh, you know, struggle with design skills, <laughs> right. hop into Canva and try this out. It, it really does through giving descriptions much like chat GPT works by giving it prompts. It'll 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 give you designs to choose from and it, it allows you to to go through multiple iterations of it. So it is pretty interesting tool to try out, especially again, if you struggle with design, and it's, it's a good tool to try out. And the, this classroom magic version is very much for designs that are classroom based. So yes. handouts, yep. flyers, posters. Yes. Yep. Fascinating. Yep. So uh, number three, digital security and safety. Again, these are, these are the three, the, these top three trends are the same top three, I think from the past two episodes. Yeah. Uh, digital, digital security and safety, many fewer articles than AI, many of them relate to AI, continuing coverage of U.S. states bringing lawsuits against Meta, claiming their products fueled the youth mental health crisis, the products being Facebook and, and um, oh goodness, I'm forgetting the name, what's the other product? The, <laughs> oh my god you put me on the spot too no, I, I can't remember it let's just say their other product their other product instagram sorry yeah, instagram yeah. right there we go um so uh <laughs> a moment when ai would have been really helpful <laughs> exactly <laughs> concerns about safe and trustworthy ai are also top of the list in terms of security and safety a reminder again ai oriented a reminder that chat gpt's own policies 
do not allow young people under the age of 13 to sign up for its use. You can't sign up unless you're over 13. Uh, recommended read in this area, though, is sort of our post-Halloween scary thought. Good to know about uh, read here. It's called Worm GPT, an AI tool for hackers by Matt Crisara for Popular Mechanics. This describes how GPT tools are being used by hackers for nefarious purposes. And it's a it's kind of a scary read, but it's also something that's good to be aware of. Uh, number four is new for us. We we at least new recently. We've had this trend occasionally, but I I think right. it's actually been at least a year, maybe a couple of years since we've seen it's, this. It has been a up. while. Yeah, the ed tech industry overall. Uh, again, just a few articles. Ed tech shortcomings in terms of say post pandemic reflections on what ed tech really can and cannot do in a classroom setting. Uh, there was a, a Russian university psychologists created a scale uh, for students' attitudes toward ed tech. This was reported in phys.org and published in the journal Computers. So we're not just talking about a few uh, intelligent people sitting around coming up with a, a gen general idea. This is a fairly well-researched idea by psychologists. The growing influence also of venture capital investors in education. Our recommended read in this area, though, is New Study Set to Examine Role of Emerging Tech in Higher Ed by Brandon Pekamian for Government Technology. And again, reading just a little bit from its uh, first paragraph, the Campus Computing Project has launched a research initiative to examine how AI edtech tools and other emerging classroom technologies will change instruction in the years to come. We've mentioned the Campus Computing Project a few times in the past year. Uh, it seems to be gaining a bit of momentum and seems to be sort of coalescing into something uh, practical. This, this article is a good overview of some of the emerging tech and its relationship to higher ed that is of concern to the Campus Computing Project. And Tim, those are our four trends and our four recommended readings. Thanks, Abby. Now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball. And it's kind of a mixed bag. It's very clear for one trend. For the rest, it's kind of murky. So uh, artificial intelligence all the way. It'll dom We believe it'll dominate again in this upcoming cycle. But beyond that... I think we're more hopeful with things that are going to come out. Than well, we can, you, know, you know, I think we're also kind of we, we get used to certain things. We've been, we do. This is, this is year 10 or 11 for us of, of yeah. tr tr looking at this type of trend. And so w around this time of year, typically we see more holiday right. uh, related articles, things like recommended equipment, recommended software, um, for, gift ideas, uh, gift for ideas. Tech. For New Year's ideas, you know, for bringing in the new year, and we yeah. are not—we haven't seen as much of that recently. But we do, just based on sort of tradition, I think we sort of expect to see that. But like you said, Tim, really, the only thing the crystal ball shows is the great big letters AI. Um, <laughs> it with is, everything it else is dominating kind of for sure. Yeah. So, other than that, I mean, we. We can hope that we see the holiday and hardware and software but recommendations. Right. But, but that's we what don't we're seeing now. right now. Yeah. yeah. That's it. 
Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 242 of our podcast. We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and, of course, our podcast subscribers. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings from this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on November 28th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green. 